What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. Lots of different ways which you can invest in the card community. You can buy Giannis, you can buy LeBron, you can buy Luka Doncic. Those guys everyone knows. I do get a lot of questions, though, about budget options. Not everyone has the money to spend on those things. And since I do get so many questions about some of the more budget-friendly purchases, I wanted to do a budget show today. We're about three weeks out from the beginning of the NBA regular season. Uh, Starts up on December 22nd, I think. Uh, And so I'm going to look at some budget options, looking at different players based on player movement and everything that's taken place over the past couple of months. And we're going to be looking at budget poppers and floppers is what I'm calling it. So let's take a look. All right. First up, Tyler Harrell. I know what you're thinking. I said we're going to be looking at some budget options, and I guess that probably implies that I'm looking at lower tier players, and right away we're starting off with Tyler Hero. Uh, So kind of hypocritical of me, but this is the highest profile player that I'm going to be looking at today. Um, Tossing on the Tyler Hero Rookie Revolution insert. These fall once every two packs on average. Pretty nice card, too. I really do like the look of Revolution. Uh, this one's been going for about $14 lately. A PSA 10 of this card recently sold for around $250. Uh, so plenty of meat on the bone and a pretty decent budget option for you. Obviously with Harrow, you know, the hype was just you know astronomical during the NBA bubble. Uh, one of the real darlings of the bubble because of the increased playing time and the deep playoff run by the Miami Heat. Um, but heading into this year, I still think there's quite a bit of room for improvement from him and quite a bit of room for optimism in the card market. Uh, There's a big question mark on this Miami Heat team, and it all has to do with who's going to be in their starting lineup, and it all revolves around this guy right here. Out of nowhere rookie Kendrick Nunn last year ended the year on the first team all-rookie team. He also ended the year barely even playing at all. And from October 23rd through March 11th, so those the the regular season up until the shutdown, he averaged 29.8 minutes per game. Then from August 1st, when they restarted in the bubble, through October 11th, when the Heat uh, finally lost in the playoffs, he averaged 17.8 minutes per game. Now, obviously, when he got back, he did have COVID-19. Um, it was difficult for him to come back from that. There was a slow start in, in you know accompanying that. So we understand why he came back and he lost those minutes. But what happened was Tyler Hero started getting more minutes, and he just never looked back. Tyler Hero, during that same time frame, he went from, well, 27 minutes during the regular part of the regular season to just over 32 minutes per night in the NBA bubble. And also in that time, the Heat went from being the fifth seed in the East to all of a sudden being in the NBA Finals. Tyler Hero had a large contribution contribution to that. Now, I do believe that Nunn's going to be looking at a reduced role coming up in this season, um, which really just should benefit Tyler Hero quite a bit. Simply put, uh, Kendrick Nunn just shoots the ball way too much for a guy that should probably be the fourth scoring option on the team. Uh, During the regular season, he attempted just under 14 shot attempts per game, and that was uh, with below league average true shooting percentage of 53%. His usage sat at 24%, which is also probably a bit more than he should be getting. Uh, A lot of that is due to him just taking a ton of shots. On this Heat team, 
there are a number of good guys that can create and can score. And Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, both above average facilitators for their positions, uh, should be two of the focal points offensively. Of course, then we have Duncan Robinson, who's going to be lighting the Nets on fire night in and night out. They really just don't need Kendrick Nunn to be mucking up the offense. Uh, on spot-up looks, of, of which there should be plenty on this Heat team, Kendrick Nunn, he was pretty poor uh, at just under a point per possession, which is uh, good for about middle of the league. You see 50th percentile on, on spot up looks. Um, but compare that to Tyro hero. He was in the 96th percentile of the league and 1.31 points per, per possession on spot up looks. Now uh, the heat's offense really came into its own in the postseason with just, you know, an excellent screen, you know, screen offense, screening offense around the perimeter. He created all these open looks for Tyler Harrell, for Duncan Robinson. Obviously, that's going to be continuing. Uh, and there, Hero and Nunn uh, compare, and Hero has Nunn beat two, um, not by as wide of a margin, but on uh, coming off of screens, Hero's in the 84th percentile, whereas uh, Kendrick Nunn is in the 75th percentile from scoring uh, on coming off the screen. So, I'm making an assumption here. I don't know what the starting lineup's going to look like uh, at the end of this month once they're finally playing. But if Tyler Hero is getting regularly around 32 minutes per night and he's cutting dramatically into Kendrick Nunn's minutes, I think Tyler Hero's market should be building right off of where it was in October. All right, moving on. Next guy on our list, that is Kobe. Kobe White, of course, I'm referring to. Uh, again, thinking more in a little bit more budget terms again. He was a rather popular rookie from last year. Uh, here I have before us some two base prisms, both his regular base prism and then his, his photo variation. Uh, at the moment, his regular base prism is going raw for about $25, which represents a drop of just under 17% over the past two weeks. His photo variation base prism rookie card is going for a little over double that price, uh, the most recent one sold for $55. That's about a 19% drop over the past two weeks. I don't know how much more uh, rare the, the variations are, but seemingly quite a bit rare. Um, after all, they were only available in retail hanger boxes, uh, but still relatively easy to find on eBay. And for that reason, presents you know a bit more of a budget option. I'm liking Kobe White for a variety of reasons. Uh, supposedly, they're planning on playing him at point guard to be the primary primary facilitator in the offense, and things really probably are going to be revolving around him if if we're to believe uh, the new head coach, uh, Billy Donovan, William Donovan over there. Um, of course, bringing in a new head coach uh, to be, you know, is going to be really good for a team that uh, – had pretty much the worst coach in the league, or definitely, I think, the worst coach in the league, old Jimbo Boylan. Uh, that wasn't the only change that the Bulls made, however. They also went through a wide-scale restructuring. They brought in Arturis Kornosovas to be um, the vice president of basketball operations over John Paxson. Uh, they also hired Mark Eversley to replace Gar Foreman as the general manager. Uh, with all of that, we've seen, you know, the start of a greatly rejuvenated fan base in Chicago, which generally, you know, for the health of the NBA is a really good thing to see. And the new front office navigated an offseason without too much turmoil. They did select Patrick Williams at fourth overall, which, you know, many Bulls fans were notably upset about. Uh, but really, it's just simply still too early to know anything about that selection. It's just a pure boom or bust pick. Uh, could be a home run. Could be a grand slam. We have no idea. Could be a strikeout. Um, but the good news for uh, Kobe White 
is that they didn't select any of the highly rated point guards that were available in the draft when the Bulls were selecting. So again, good things for Kobe moving forward. Uh, as for what we can expect from him, you might remember that month of February where he really just kind of caught on fire. The minutes increased at the beginning of February, and, and that continued on through the end of the sh or the beginning of the shutdown. He averaged 24 minutes per night through the end of January, then nearly 31 minutes per night, uh, or then nearly 31 minutes per night in February, and then 35.5 minutes in March. All good trends for the young fella. Uh, along with that, the scoring just increased dramatically. He went from 11 points per game through the end of January to 20 points per game in February, 22 points per game in March. The shooting was really at its best during those nine games in February. And we shouldn't look at that and expect him to continue shooting, you know, with those same percentages. For instance, in February, he was taking eight threes per game and he was hitting them at a clip of 41 percent. Uh, expecting that to continue would be just foolish. Um, but one trend which was really encouraging that we started to see towards the end of the season was the assist numbers. And if you're watching the video, you can see uh, the bottom right of the graphic. We see the, the assists climbing up. Um, pretty poor in the area of assists from October through January. Uh, but then once we hit February, all of a sudden things started getting better. Uh, before that, he had a per assist percentage of 14%. But come February and March, with the increased minutes and with a more prominent role in the offense, he started putting in 4.1 assists per game in February, 6 assists per game in March, and the assist percentage during that time rose to 22%, uh, which is really just an encouraging thing to see. Now, I do expect that type of trend to continue, and really, for a young guy that profiles as more of a, a score-first combo guard type of guy, you know, to see over the course of his rookie season, him to really start figuring things out, start looking for his teammates, the game starts slowing down for him. Uh, extremely encouraging. To me, this all just adds up to Kobe White presenting a pretty good budget option uh, buy for us at the moment. Uh, we won't go too far. Let's consider his teammate, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I really like Wendell Carter this year as a guy who could really pop for a lot of the same reasons we already mentioned with Kobe White. None of that should come to any as any surprise to you if you've been watching my shows for a while. Uh, looking at his Prism Red Ice PSA 10 today, they've been going right in the $120 range over the past week or so. The most recent Raw sold for around $50. Um, maybe not extremely budget-friendly, but I guess you know that entirely depends on your budget. I really just do like the look of the, the Red Ice parallel for Bulls players in particular. Of course, uh, the Red Ice are the Prism... Uh, parallels that are target exclusives. Uh, I like Wendell Carter because he can shoot, he can pass, uh, extremely gifted defender. Unfortunately for him, he had, you know, maybe the worst coach in the history of organized sport, just, you know, yanking him around, yanking him out of his comfort zone for the past year and a half. And by out of his comfort zone, I mean that basically Boylan told him, you know, do not shoot, do not pass, basically tied his hands behind his back so that he couldn't even touch the ball on offense. And then just had him, you know, rampaging all around the arc on defense, away from getting any rebounds, away from any rim protection. Uh, quite literally the worst use of any player's skill set uh, in the entire NBA last year. Well, Boylan was fired. Uh, then around the draft time, there was all these rumors circulating that the Bulls were going to trade uh, Wendell Carter and the fourth pick in an attempt to move up and draft James Wiseman. Um, and you know, thankfully that didn't happen. That would have been just a travesty of a trade for the Bulls, in my opinion. Uh, of course, I think Wendell Carter would have done great on the Warriors. It probably would have done nice things for his card prices too. 
Um, but I'm, I'm actually pretty happy that he's remaining in Chicago. And I just can't imagine a scenario where Donovan messes things up as much as they have been. Uh, so I expect things to get better. Now, this will be a year where we find out if Carter is capable of doing all of these different things or if he's not. Uh, but I really think that he is. And for that reason, I have him as a, a good budget buy heading into the season. All right, two different guys here who are pretty trendy at different times last season. That's Eric Pascal and Cam Reddish. Uh, their immediate outlook in the short term, they both kind of took a beating. Uh, if you watch my video from two weeks ago, you already heard everything about Reddish and, and why I'm um, sadly down on him. I do like Reddish and I like what he did last year. Um, but these are two guys that are kind of in the same boat, which is I lumped him, why I lumped him here together. Last year, Eric Pascal enjoyed 27 minutes per night on a Warriors team that was just absolutely decimated by injury. And as such, he enjoyed a 21% usage on the season to go with nearly 11 field goal attempts per game uh, to generally pretty mediocre results. Uh, just not going to be the case this year. Uh, now we're getting Steph Curry back. We're bringing in Kelly Oubre. Draymond Green is going to be back to full health, hopefully. Andrew Wiggins, you know, two more locks there for a lot of minutes. Uh, plus, they're bringing in the second overall pick, James Wiseman, who I think really should be a pretty awesome fit there as a good pick-and-roll tandem with Steph Curry. And even though Steve Kerr has been trying to temper expectations, saying, you know, he's a lot to learn, well, I think a lot of that's just kind of coach speak trying to, you know, imply that he's not just handing out minutes, but that it's actually being earned. Uh, of course, then we also have uh, Steph's brother-in-law, brother, brother Damian Lee. He's going to figure into the mix at the, at the guard rotation. Uh, Jordan Poole, too. Uh, Kent Bazemore, he's going to be cycling around at the wings somewhere um, behind Wiggins and Oubre. Then we got Looney and Chris, who we know are going to get a fair amount of minutes in the rotation at one of the big positions um, because this is the Warriors and that's what they like to do. Uh, all of this just really barely leaves any room at all for Eric Pascal. Uh, so, no, I don't recommend him as a buy, even as a budget buy. I know it's only $15 for his optic, uh, optic hollow rated rookie, uh, and yet... I don't know when that's ever going to pop um, based on the playing time that he's figuring to be getting. Uh, the other guy here, again, pains me to say it, Cam Reddish is just going to have an uphill battle for any significant minutes. I already belabored the point two weeks ago, so I don't want to say too much about it here. Uh, but since there has been, uh, since two weeks ago, there has been talk that Danilo Gallinari is coming in to back up John Collins. Guess we're going to have to just wait and see. I don't know what's going on there if they're, if they're, Planning on trading Collins or, or what's going on? Um, I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, but still, in any case, regardless of where Gallo ends up, just a jam-packed rotation. You got Boganovich and, and Herter and Gallinari and Hunter and Reddish all sort of vying for the same minutes. And so Reddish's outlook is pretty rough. Hunter's is pretty rough, too. Uh, but I, I get often more questions on Cam Reddish. Uh, both of those guys, I don't expect a ton of growth at all over the season. You know, Maybe even a downward price trend. although. Who knows with how crazy the NBA card market has been. A lot of things just keep going up. But I would expect um, Eric Pascal and Cam Reddish to stagnate a little bit. All right, here are two other guys whose stocks are trending in the opposite direction. And I, I would say for the same reasons, um, I would say that you know, it's their pers my personal stock on these players that's trending in opposite directions, not necessarily their card stock on the, the card market. Uh, but that two, those two players are obviously Rui Hachimura and Christian Wood. Obvious if you're watching the video, if you're listening on a podcast, it's not as obvious, clearly. Uh, the specter hovering over both of them that's causing their prices, I think, will cause their prices to head in different directions. 
That's the 32-year-old point guard, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russ's age 31 season alongside of his best friend, James Harden. Uh, he poured in 27 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, chucked up 22.5 field goal attempts per game on an inefficient 54% true shooting, and all the while absorbing just over 34% usage. Uh, Brad Beal, he actually had the same exact usage percentage as Russ last year, but you should not be expecting Russ to be giving up any of that. Uh, Beal might take a small hit, but really the ripple effects are just going to be felt uh, down the roster. Now, Rui Hachimura, he had a 19% usage last year. Uh, pretty good for a rookie, but I will venture to guess that in the counting stats, he's going to take a step a little bit backwards this year. Additionally, in addition to bringing in Brody, Russell Westbrook, uh, the Wizards also then drafted Denny Avdia, and I do think he's probably going to be prioritized a bit over Rui Hachimura once push comes to shove. On the other side of the equation, uh, we have Christian Wood, who recently signed with the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's been a fantasy basketball per minute darling. If you, if you play fantasy basketball, you probably know that. Uh, he's finally going somewhere where, you know, honestly, he should be able to pretty much do whatever he wants. Uh, John Wall has never been as ball dominant as, as Westbrook has. Of course, they still have James Harden there. Maybe. It's Monday. He still hasn't reported to anything, so I have no idea what's going on there, and there's all these, you know, shady rumors coming out of Houston. Uh, so I guess maybe by this time tomorrow, we'll know more about what's going on there. Um, so maybe James Harden shows up, maybe he doesn't, but you figure Christian Wood's going to be the second or third option on this team. Uh, of course, you know, there just isn't a ton available for Christian Wood in general, um, but he does have a Donruss rated rookie uh, that you could buy. It's currently going in the 45 to $50 range. They had been up around $75 around the time of his signing in Houston. Uh, so they've obviously settled back down to earth a little bit in the recent days. But my gut says that he's going to put up stats. Uh, he's going to be catching quite a bit more limelight this year in Houston than he ever did in Detroit. And I see good things coming for Christian Wood in the immediate future. And then the final two players up for consideration today, two sophomores that uh, neither of them got a ton of run last year. Uh, well, the second one didn't get any run at all, uh, but that's Darius Baisley of the Oklahoma City Thunder and then Chuma Okiki of the Orlando Magic. Uh, Baisley did play a fair amount last season. He averaged 18.5 minutes per night in the Thunder uh, rotation. Uh, shot pretty poorly overall, was worth 5.6 points, four rebounds, and really not a whole ton else. Uh, by far the best stretch he had were his eight games in the month of August before the playoffs began. Uh, during that time, he averaged 27.5 minutes per game, shot much better all around, and had 13 points, 6.3 rebounds, and an assist and a half. Uh, with the team being just absolutely gutted around him, now the Thunder rotation's looking like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, Al Horford, then I guess <laughs> like Dort and Ariza, and, and, and then Baisley. Uh, Baisley, he's going to be scoring simply because there just are so few scoring options around him on the roster. I would not be as surprised at all to see him averaging, you know, almost 20 points, 18 and a half points, somewhere in there. And then being a pretty big surprise for a lot of fans around the league. And then Okiki, we really have no idea what to expect. Now, he was the best player on that 2019 Auburn Tigers Final Four team, uh, but he did tear his ACL during their Sweet 16 victory against North, North Carolina during that tournament, and we just simply haven't seen him on the court since. He was drafted 16th overall last year by the Orlando Magic. Uh, somehow the, the Magic convinced him to hold off on signing a contract for a year. He just rehabbed in the G League uh, in Lakeland for the year. And then just uh, a couple weeks ago, I think they signed him to his rookie deal. They now have the full four years of control now that he's healthy. 
I do know that the Magic are extremely hopeful for him. Uh, they're planning on using him and fellow rookie Cole Anthony extensively. Uh, Chuma figures to be a, a much-needed 3-and-D type of player on this Magic team, which you know don't have a ton of players like that. Uh, based on the local hype, I do live not too far from Orlando, so based on all the local hype I've been hearing about him, I think Okiki's bound to see a good chunk of time and to get a pretty good dose of attention. Uh, that would obviously bode well for his card prices, unless, of course, he's terrible, um, but I do have high hopes for him. Uh, very much a speculative buy, however. All right, so there's some budget-friendly options for you, maybe some of them a little more budget-friendly than others. Uh, but if you had to stretch your budget a little bit, even if you're working with just a little bit of money, um, some of these, I think, would be pretty decent options for you. However, uh, make sure you're never just buying you know, out of greed. Don't stretch your budget. Uh, know what you have to work with and do your research. Feel comfortable and then make those purchases. And hey, season's about to start. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of good returns. Uh, but that's all the time I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.